All right, Maddie, what, how does your name appear on your birth certificate? It appears as Madison Young. No middle name. No middle name. Nope. Do any of your siblings have middle names? Yeah. So I have, I'm the only girl. So that was their Uh, justification, right? Like your last (laughs) name becomes your middle name. So both of my brothers have middle names, but not I. They wanted to give me a name with a middle name. And then my dad quickly vetoed it because it sounded weird. And so I think that was my only shot. And so it's, (laughs) yeah, it's gone now. But So is there a story from like where your first name came from? Was it just... No, nah, I don't, I don't think so. I think they just liked it. I'm pretty sure yeah. along with everyone else. Cause I'm pretty sure everyone my age, like I had four Madison's in my classes growing up <laughs> like every year. So yeah. probably just like every other parent in the nineties liked the name Madison and named their kid Madison. Yeah. So. And then what did you say your maiden name was? Young. Young. Y-O-U-N-G. Okay. Yep. So, I mean, are you from one of the many wives of Brigham Young? No, or? no actually no. We, I think I looked it up. And I'm more closely related to Joseph Smith than Brigham Young. Oh. So, yeah, I don't know where that comes from then. But, yeah, okay. I've never – yep, not Brigham Young. So or, you, or it's, like, more down the line somewhere. But Because yeah. I have a friend whose last name is Young, and she, like, it's a direct line that she can trace, and I haven't been able to find that. So oh, maybe maybe I'm just off. I don't know. But, <laughs> nope, I, yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> so if you were to pick a middle name for yourself, I mean – Oh, that's fun. Um, actually in middle school, I had two different, well, middle school and high school, I had two different friends that gave me a middle name and they happened to be the same middle name. So I've kind of used it as a joke. Um, but it was Amelia, which I don't have strong preferences towards. It was just really random. Cause I had a friend in seventh grade that was like, I'm going to give you one. And she, she was like, Madison Amelia, that's cute. I was like, okay. And then in high school, I had another different friend which actually, funnily enough, both of these friends are named Maddie <laughs> or Madison. Oh, nice. So uh-huh. there you go with that. But they both gave me Amelia. So that's Amelia, the joking name I <laughs> right. I go by, very, Madison Amelia. Yep. Very classic, almost like Victorian. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but, uh, a little bit. Yeah. Good solid name. And yeah. I guess now Young is sort of your middle name now that yeah. you're married. Yeah, that was like, I know some people don't do that, but that was kind of like the whole purpose <laughs> my parents had. So I'm like, might as well. And I love like my young side. I'm I've done a lot of the family history for my family, like so. I, I really love the youngs. So I'm like I I, gl- I gladly took that on. So I yep, Madison Young Stum is my name. Yeah. But, well, there yeah. you go. And uh, what year were you born? I was born in '98, so 98? barely barely made it in the '90s. <laughs> I'm like that old guy who's just like, oh my goodness, I can't believe you know Clinton was president when you were yeah. born. Yeah. So, and this will be interesting. I think so far in the into the Ward podcast, the the Harbor Pod, you are the youngest person in the Ward Sweet. I've interviewed so far. So this awesome. may be a ten minute interview. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's true. My life is a lot shorter. So the majority of your life experience. is ahead of you, and that is that is yeah, awesome. So we can talk about your ambitions and and things yeah. like that. Now, yeah. I, I'm going to mention here that the reason I probably the main reason <laughs> that you are the first, uh, one of the first people on the podcast is, uh, let's see, I was talking to your husband, Levi, and he had mentioned that you do some graphic design. And mm-hmm. then I started the podcast. I thought, oh yeah, Levi said his wife <laughs> does graphic design. So I reached out to you yeah. and said, Hey, do you want to throw together a <laughs> podcast logo for the, the Harbor pod? And you yeah. did that. And so when people see the the logo, that's your creation, right? Yeah. Wild. So fun. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's cool. I definitely am still like, I'm still in school. So I, whenever people are like, will you make something for me? I'm like, yeah, but I don't like, I stress like about being so perfectionistic and I finally am like, whatever I need to just, anyway, still working through it, but yes, I, I think it's fun. I like it. So yeah. thanks. Well, for I loved out. it. That was great. I loved yeah. it. And so I'm glad it can, uh, it, it can be like this ward effort, this community effort that, yeah. you know, I'll handle the microphone, you handle <laughs> the design. And, yeah. uh, now we have a word podcast. So this, this is cool. So now, fun. have you cool. always been creative from a young age or where, when did this graphic design yeah. Desire surface <laughs> come from. Yeah, I think I have from what my mom always said growing up. She always said I was either writing or drawing or reading. Like those were my things that I love to do. Uh, I mean, there were other things like I played sports and did lots of other fun stuff too, but I feel like those have always been consistent. Like anytime I had free time, it was either writing, reading or drawing just always. Um, but I actually never wanted to like be an artist or do art at all. Like that was never my goal in life. Um, but my dad actually, he owns a business in Provo. He makes like banners and signs. And so I kind of grew up going to work with him and he, he made logos and he, you know, would create these designs and wall murals and whatnot. And so he always took us to work. And then when I graduated high school, I actually worked for him for like six years just while I was going to school. Um, and so I, and even then I still was like, never had the ambition, ambition to like become an artist or a designer. Like that was never my goal. And so it's kind of funny that like I've ended up wanting to do that now because I was already doing it without realizing that I liked it. And then I'm like, Oh, like that makes a lot of sense. So yeah, I, mm -hmm. I've always kind of enjoyed it without even realizing sometimes, but yeah. So, yeah. Fun. Yeah. so you say you're in school right now. Where, where do you go to school? Yeah, I'm at UVU um, and I have, I'll graduate in the summer, which is like a weird time to graduate, but I was supposed to graduate in the spring, but I got, Levi and I got married um, in fall, like during fall semester. And so I took the semester off. So it kind of pushed me um, yeah. another semester. So I'll graduate in the right. summer, but almost done. Yep. And, and so you're doing graphic design at UVU or? Um, I haven't actually, so I'm doing art and design. Okay. I haven't like specified a lot of people will do that. I'm just doing like a bachelor's degree, but usually people will do like a bachelor of fine arts degree and like pick an emphasis. So like a lot of my friends are doing like graphic design emphasis or illustration emphasis, but I just, there's, I do love graphic design, but I also love like watercolor and I love like Potter, you know, like a lot of different ones. And I want the freedom to be able to take more of those classes rather than just graphic design. So I went the more general route of just art and design because I yeah. just wanted to take everything. So yeah, just general art, but I, I tend to lean towards like graphic and digital art more, but, but yeah, kind of everything for me. Nice. And do you, uh, do you have a specific job or that you want to do after you graduate? Um, no, I think that's another reason I went so general is because there's just so many things that I'm like, Oh, I want to do. Like I could go in any direction. Really. I feel like uh -huh. I'm so flexible. I, I actually sell art right now just on Etsy and Instagram and stuff. And it's really fun. Um, and so I feel like that's like long-term goal. I would love to just like be a mom and be able to sell art or do freelance graphic design, right? When I, when I want to, because ultimately I do just, I just want to be a mom and, um, but also I love creating. So yeah. that has to fit in somewhere, <laughs> but I know out of, out of college, I'll 
find some creative job. I, I don't think I'm too picky. I just yeah. <laughs> want to be creating something. So, well, now you have podcast logo design on your resume. So <laughs> yes, that'll take, that. you, <laughs> take you all sorts of places. <laughs> For sure. So is there a type of, do you like to do like, uh, like freehand or digital art or a mixture of both? Yeah, I think I, I like digital the most. I mean, I doodle and stuff normally, but like I draw on my iPad a lot or I'll use like, um, illustrator and Photoshop on my computer. Um, but yeah, I, I tend to love like typography and calligraphy and just like lettering and like website design. Actually, I d- like what's hmm. funny is I don't want to design websites, but I love just like websites. <laughs> They're so fun. <laughs> oh, really? So it's kind of weird. Cause I don't know. I think that's like a mix between my husband and I is he's, he works on come on to Christ. That's like his job. And so he knows uh-huh. websites. Right. And so I think that's like, I don't know. I would love to like work with him on making a website, but I don't know all the coding. Like I'm not a coder, so I can't do that. But design wise, I love, I love all of that. So I think more digital than, and, and painting and whatnot, but I'm not like the best at just freehand drawing stuff. So. yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Now, um, let's go back to your childhood. So you were born in 1998 and uh, where were you born? I was born in like, so I grew up in Riverton, born in Utah, over uh, in Murray, whatever. I mean, I've lived in Riverton my whole life. Uh, so Riverton, Utah is the only, only place in Utah. My family stayed in the same house forever. Uh, so are they still where, there? Yep. Still there. Great. Love it. Um, it's definitely booming over there. So I know they've considered moving <laughs> just cause when they moved there, there was nothing really like Harriman was non-existent. Even when I was a kid, it was like barely anything. And so now it's just, it's wild. So they might move, but yeah. nice. Good place. And, and maybe what's the makeup of your family? Um, so my parents, and then I have an older brother, me, and then my younger brother. So only okay. girl two, between two boys. It's great. And uh, <laughs> do what do your parents do? Um, so my dad owns a sign, oh, yeah, company, sign company in Provo. Oh. Yep. And my mom has done a few things like, or throughout my life, she worked at like JetBlue. Um, Currently she works at a hospital at Riverton hospital um, in like the wound care. She just is the receptionist there and loves that. So she kind of just jumping around, but she's been there for a while. So I feel like she'll stay there. So yeah. And pretty traditional Utah Latter-day Saint upbringing. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it was great. We went to church, did all all the stuff. Young women's loved my ward, everything. Um, they definitely. I feel like they're more or less active now. Like my my older brother and I go like every week, do all the things, and then the rest of my family they they go to church, but it's definitely I mean less active. So I remember like, and that started when I was in high school. So I would say like in high school I went a lot by myself uh, to church. Um, or I'd, I'd go with my cousins, my cousins lived right next door. And so sometimes I just like go with them to church, but yeah, I think once they kind of like raised us, we kind of just, I mean, we never did family home meeting. Like there are certain things we never really did, but, um, my mom was like, okay, let's, you know, go to church. It was kind of just like the thing we did. Um, but I, I feel like the testimony part of it was something I had to develop on my own, like later on, cause we kind of just did things right. And, and then they stopped doing those things as much, especially, I mean, even with COVID since COVID, they haven't really gone back. Um, hmm. but I mean, they still, 
do certain like they have callings and they kind of do it but it's kind of yeah that like sure you know okay. But, okay. but yeah that's that's more so but growing up, is. I mean, it's it's funny how people, you, you know, I think that the family home evening is like the first thing people go to is like that yeah. sort of that measuring stick. Because I I never met anybody who said like, oh, we were like every week family home. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure true. they were out there, right? Yeah. But uh, but nonetheless, there was this. There, it was obvious that religion was in your home. You would say, and you were yeah. praying. And no, it was definitely. I mean, we didn't pray a lot as a family, and we didn't really do scripture. St- so it wasn't just yeah. family home evening. But I mean, I knew that they believed right like and I knew they had testimonies and I knew like my grandparents like all my cousins we all were yes all part of the mm-hmm. church but yeah maybe sometimes more than not we were it's it, it, it we didn't do a lot of stuff and like I remember in middle school being like I was the one that was like can we pray like I want to pray guys you know and I was <laughs> like I don't want to wake up early all this stuff and so sometimes it felt like I was trying to be the adult, like, no, let's pray, right? Which can be annoying from, like, this little girl. And they're like, oh, whatever, you're too good. I don't know. Which I think I was sometimes, I was a little too much, you know, as a kid. I'm like, no, we need to be better, right? And it's like, okay, you're fine, you know. But that definitely was, like, they, we didn't do a lot. But I still knew they believed. Like, that was, and I believed, right? And I could develop my own testimony. So that was like my upbringing. Like we, we didn't do a lot of the things that we probably like that most people probably did. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. Like prayer, scripture, study, fam, home evening, a lot of those things we weren't really doing together. Um, Uh But I still knew they had a testimony if that makes sense. It's kind of, I don't know. Yeah. I think I went through this phase in, in high school where you sort of this, this flitch, let me try that again. The switch flips <laughs> where you like, I want to be like super rigid, right? Like I want to like, yeah. do all the things, jump through all the hoops. And that sometimes yeah. was <laughs> projected onto my family. Like you yeah. guys, we, we can do better. Did you feel like oh, yeah. you're just trying to be a super good girl? Oh yeah. I feel like, cause I, in everything I do, I'm way too perfectionistic about it. And that was mm. like very unhealthy, unhealthy as a uh, especially as a like high school, middle school kid yeah. that's like just figuring that out that like, Oh, I have to do this to be good, you know? And like, mm. like our family isn't doing good enough and like, we need to be closer. And like, there was always arguing in our house. And so it was like, no, well, if we just pray more then we won't fight, you mm. know? And so that was my mentality a lot of like, we weren't doing a lot of things that I thought, Oh, well, if we did this more, like, things would be great. And it would be that like perfect family that I I don't know. I mean, not even perfect. I don't think I was aiming for perfect, but I think I was like, no, like we just like, it's a simple solution. You just do these things and then it's right, you know? And so I think that's stuff that, I mean, as you get older, you, you figure out that that's not necessarily true. It's not some easy solution of just do this and it's good, you know, but yeah. um, But definitely I, I still look back and think that, Oh, I, I do wish we maybe prayed more as a family, you know, but I, it's a different mindset than it was back then of like, well, this would just fix all my problems and how don't they see it? You know? So yeah, I definitely had that. Interesting. What member of your family did you feel the closest to? Uh, My dad, for sure. I was, I'm, I don't know. I mean, I always joke that I'm his favorite because I'm his only daughter. And (laughs) to be honest, I, girl dad. Yeah. I was like, I definitely, (laughs) I still think I'm his favorite. (laughs) Um, especially when I worked for him, I, we were very close, but I think I was closest with him because I'm the most, like we're the most similar. Um, and so like my one brother, I have a brother that's a lot like my mom. And then my younger brother was kind of just, I mean, he was still like super young. 
he's there's like a five-year gap between us and so we were so he's just a wild kid you know um (laughs) but I definitely was a lot like my dad and so it was just like fun um that dynamic and then I never I didn't have sisters and so my two brothers were always like hanging out so they were always close and like I'm close I was close with each of them at times but they were always like best friends you know and so my dad and I like he I was probably also closest with like my younger brother but definitely my dad. Like I would say growing up, it was always like going for drives and going down to work with him and just like hanging out was, I was all, I was the one that wanted to do that with him most. And so anytime he'd ask, I'd be like, Oh, I'll come, you know? So probably my dad for sure. Yeah. And so is your dad the type of guy like you go to for advice or to go have a good laugh or he's fun or. Yeah. Honestly, all, yeah. All the above, like usually advice, like we, my dad loves to drive. That's kind of just like our thing. He loves cars, right? And just going for long drives. Like I remember we would drive just down and around Utah Lake back, like through Provo down to like Santa Quinn, like around Utah Lake up through Saratoga back to Riverton and just to drive, you know, like just Uh to sit and chat. Um, And so for me, those are like some of my favorite memories are just like going for drives with him and just talking. Um, And I mean, we'd always stop at some like little diner place or breakfast place, like down in Santa Quinn or something, you know, just any little, any little place. That was his favorite thing. And so I always knew, or down, we would go a lot down to Fairview because that's where my grandparents uh, lived for a little bit. And, um, and so we just drive down there and drive back, you know, and it was just like good times with that. I mean, he's also just fun. I don't know. He's just a funny guy, but definitely just to like talk um, and get advice. Like I really value his opinion on just about everything. And so, yeah. And anything I had issues with, like even before dating Levi, when I was stressed about him, I remember, (laughs) I remember being like, dad, can we just go for a drive down to Fairview? And uh, like, I just need to get out of my head. Right. And he's like, sure. And then he came and then I ended up talking the full, like two hours there, two hours back, just like the (laughs) whole time I was talking. So Stuff like nice. that. Just he's the best. Yeah, that's awesome. So what uh, what did he think of Levi when he when he first met him? My dad. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's so funny because he just doesn't he doesn't talk a lot. <laughs> that's I mean he does like your dad or Levi. Sure. My dad. Oh, okay. Um, so when I asked about Le- I mean I don't know if I really asked Levi and I were friends for a long time and so it was weird because he had already met Levi, um, and then we started dating like a year or I don't even remember. It was at least a year after being friends. And my dad was just like, yeah, he's great and cool and whatever. Like I, I remember telling my dad before dating anyone that I'm like, Hey, if you don't like him or if the family doesn't like him, you need to just come out and tell me and be super honest because (laughs) there have been times when like my brothers have like dated someone and we didn't really like them but we would like talk about as a family without him. And then in front of him, we're like, yeah, she's great. And I'm like, why are we doing like, I just never wanted them to do that to me. So I told him, I'm like, if you like genuinely have any issues, like you need to just tell me because I want this to be fun. Like, I don't want it to be weird. You know, when we have, if we get married or something and then he's there and then you all hate him, like, I don't know. So he, you know, he, the whole time it was always like, yeah, he's great, whatever. And then there, once things got more and more serious, it was like, no, like he's exactly what you needed, you know, and this was perfect. So yeah, he loves him. They all love him. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, going, just thinking of your childhood, like any, um, 
any unique stories or classic stories that are often told, embarrassing moments or? As a kid, I write, my family lived in this cul-de-sac and we are at the end and next door is my cousins and they were like my best friends. Um, we just always did everything together, right? And this kind of plays on like the creative <laughs> side of stuff. Like, I don't know, we were always doing something creative, but I just, we always had like family reunions in um, my cousin's backyard. And I remember my, my youngest cousin, Savannah, who's like, we were best friends growing up, like same age. She was just a year younger than me in school. Um, but we both like love to dance and just do gymnastics and all the things. And I remember like our whole family, which my dad has, oh, I don't even know how many siblings, eight or nine or something like that. Um, and all of their kids. And my dad is like the youngest of kids. So all of those kids are like old and they all have lot, like just lots of people there. And so my cousin and I would go in the front yard while everyone else is in the backyard. And this is in the summer, every summer for my grandpa's birthday. And we're like, okay, we're going to make up dances, right? Like, I feel like people, there are memes about this on Instagram that I always send her. Um, but we just made up dances. I remember it was always to like Jason Derulo songs or something. Um, just like these like, we just thought we were so cool. <laughs> we're like, okay, let's make up these dances and perform them for our whole uh-huh. family. And so we'd go out front and spend the whole family reunion in the front, not talking to anyone, really. We would just be up front making up a dance. And then by the time it ended, we would go to the backyard and, like, get everyone to listen to us and be like, hey, we're going to perform something and you all have to, like, love us, basically. <laughs> and yeah. so we turn on the music, do the dance, and everyone's like, good job. Like, it was just so funny because – not even a reaction really it's just like okay cool little you know girls we, being little girls oh right? yeah but i think we did this up through like oh i don't even know it was through middle school like we were it was getting we were getting embarrassingly old at this point like it was like okay you should stop doing this like it's not that fun <laughs> but we just love the attention that's what my dad always said he's like you just love the attention like you just want to like dance and have people watch you or sing or whatever like always just which is so funny because I'm not like that at all now. I'm like, don't even ask me to yeah. do anything. That's how I feel. But back then it was just like always wanting to do something creative and have people tell you like, oh, great. You know, which typical little girls, I feel like they all just love that, you know. But And I'm, and I'm sure there's some yeah. hard drive or thumb drive that's full of videos of these dances. Oh, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> 100%. I, when I was in seventh grade, we had to do a project in school on something we loved. And I did dancing because I just love to dance. And not even that I was like, I was not that great at it. So it's, it's funny. Cause I mostly did gymnastics. It, I, I never, I mean, I did dance when I was younger, but dancing was just like fun. But for that class project, I did dance and I recorded a video with my cousin Savannah in like my basement with like the worst lighting and showed it to like my whole class and was like, here's my project. And I just like, I look back on it and it's so funny. Cause it was to the song white and nerdy by weird Al. And it was so bad. It was like, anyway, just embarrassing stuff. I look back on it. I'm like, we have so many of these dances that should never see the light of day, but. Okay. (laughs) So here's a connection we have is in the, I think it was the fifth grade talent show when I was in elementary. uh, I danced to a Weird Al Yankovic song called I'm Fat, right? It was a spoof of I'm Bad by by Michael Jackson. And so me and my friends, probably very politically incorrect at this point, you know, we, we got in these big clothes and stuffed ourselves full of pillows. So we looked really <laughs> fat and we danced to I'm fat on the stage in front of That's... the school and uh, 
we got cheers. So there, that there we are. That is so great. There, we are. there you go. See, and but <laughs> performing in front of the whole school, for some reason, that was like whenever people did talent shows, I'm like, oh, I could never. But then I sit and record a video and show my whole class. I'm like, how's that any different? I don't know. It was yeah. weird. It's a weird thing because I never would do that. I'm like, don't even ask me to stand up and perform. No, I will never. <laughs> so were you on like the drill team or dance team in high school? No, no. I, so in that high faded school, by then. Oh yeah. I danced throughout like ele- before, like when I was young, young. And then in elementary school, I started gymnastics and I went, I did that for quite a while. Um, and got pretty good at that actually, which is funny. Cause I'm like so tall and usually gymnasts mm. are like tiny and I'm just like, I was actually fairly good at that. And, but I, I don't know what it was. They wanted to put me on like the competitive team and I was like, well, I don't want to. So I stopped, which is so dumb. I'm like, I should have done it, whatever. Um, but yeah, I kind of just tried a lot of things like throughout elementary, middle school, high school. Like I did a lot of, like I, I played lacrosse and basketball in middle school and high school. So mm-hmm but I was never, it wasn't like the high school team. I just did like for fun. Um, it was just like, I loved those. So I just, my friends were like, you want to try it? Like, and I was like, sure. And so I signed up and did those. And so, yeah, I just kind of tried everything cause it was yeah. just fun. But Any, yeah. Anything else that would define you from those high school years? Um, let's see. I, I mean, for a while, I mean, it was still the drawing and reading and stuff yeah. like those have always been consistent. Um, it's funny cause high school, I feel like people talk about either loving it or hating it. And I was like, yeah, it was good. I didn't, I would say it, I wasn't on the side of like loving it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like I had a couple friends, but social wise, that was never my, like, I didn't excel. Um, but I also didn't really want to, <laughs> I was kind of just like good. Right. And people would talk about like their favorite parts of school, like their friends or, the dances or the fun, like social stuff. And I did not care one bit. I was like, no, I just want to learn. Like I love learning. And so that was pretty consistent throughout middle school. And well, middle school, I was pretty social, but once I got to high school, I was kind of like, okay, I got to take life serious. Like I was, that was my perfectionistic, like, okay, life is serious and I need to learn all that I can and just be prepared for the future. And so I really took school seriously and like I loved my classes and I loved my teachers and just like, that was my favorite part of high school was just learning like everything. So, yeah. So you mentioned yeah. uh, reading. Is that, uh, are, do you consider yourself a reader then? Yeah, no, I love to read. <laughs> so what, what are your genres? Oh, I mean, I love historical fiction, history. I guess that's something I should have mentioned. I am a big history buff. Um, that was my wow. major when I first started college was history. So anything historical, I love to read. Um, I, I'm actually, I started a book club last year with some friends because uh, oh. I just, I love to talk like I've mentioned to you <laughs> and, and I love books. So I'm like, okay, let's get some people that love reading and talking together. Yeah. And it kind of turned into this thing currently. Um, our next meeting is in like a month and the book we had to read or we have to read too. Anyway, one of them is like this, super cheesy like romantic comedy book or whatever or rom-com I don't even know it's like a romantic one and I can't do it like I think I used to maybe be able to but I cannot anymore (laughs) and it's kind of sad because I'm like no I either have to be like learning something um or like history books but also like fun books are great too I just haven't read 
like fun books in a while, which is kind of sad to think. I'm like, yeah, well, that happens just, when you go to college. You, yeah, you that's true. Fun books, you know? That's true. <laughs> but like, even for Christmas, I asked Levi to get me a, a graphic design book. <laughs> it's basically like a textbook, but I'm like so excited for it. And so <laughs> awesome. anyway, just like anything that like, but I'm also not huge, huge into like these self-improvement. I think sometimes it's a little much. So like Atomic Habits, I haven't read that, but I like, maybe will, you know, it's a good so, one. I've read it. Okay. So I should, <laughs> they have an Institute. I love Institute, by the way, they have an Institute class about atomic habits that I'm considering taking. Oh really? Wow. And so I think that would get me to read it, but I do, I mean, I do like them. I think I just, that's mainly what I've been focusing on is either like self-help or like nonfiction. And I love them, but I think I'm like, okay, I need to get back into my like fantasy love or sci-fi, you know, like <laughs> Really, everything other than romance, I I just can't. I tried it again, and I can't do it right now. So I'm yeah trying everything else <laughs> again. But. Well, so you, so you currently have this book club going? Then it's like every yeah. month or something. Okay, yeah, we do it every two months, but we do two books so people can read either both or, or one either. just yeah. to have time, yeah, depending on how much. Idea. Yeah, so it's really fun. That was I, it's from a book actually. I read a book about happiness. Uh And she said to do something that's like fun. And I'm like, what do I find like fun? And I think reading is fun and talking. So I was like, I'm going to start a book club. So I did. And it's it's been so fun. Hey, you know, we may need a ward book club. I'm just saying. I honestly have thought about that because I'm like, I I mean, we're new. Everyone's new, it seems. And so I'm like, how do we get to know people? And I mean, I feel like there's lots of people that like to read, but I don't know. I I feel like I, I had that like want for a long time of just like, I just want to talk about books, but I don't know how to do that. Right. So I'd be into right. it. Book club. Well, book club. We're calling all book lovers to <laughs> yes. reach out to Maddie and, and maybe, you know, it doesn't have to be super formal, you know, yeah. maybe, or you can group it in with your current group. I don't know, but that's a great way for people to connect is when, you know, I love talking, reading a good book and then having people to talk oh, to yeah. about it, you know, about so what fun. Or hated or whatever. So, yeah, I'm so down. So when you talk about, you know, you, you identify as a history buff. So is there a specific (laughs) time of history that really is intriguing? Yeah. Um, ever since like middle or not even middle school, sixth grade, read a book, number of the stars is like a kid's book about world war two. And that is when my love of world war two became about, came about was sixth grade. Yeah. So I've always loved world war two. I feel like that's a fairly common among history buffs that that's like a world war ii is a pretty common ground even for non-history buffs like world war ii is fairly interesting i think that's why there's so many movies and stuff about it you know um but yeah over the years i've definitely like the more i've learned i'm like oh that's so cool like i don't think there's a time in history or a place in history that i'm not that interested in like especially taking more college courses. I feel like there's more that I'm like, I've never even heard of this, you know? And so that's my favorite thing. Cause I'm like, Oh, I'm learning like so many new things. Um, not just stuff that I've heard about, but like, especially, um, I mean, anyway, there's just so many things, but I definitely have been a lot, like a lot more interested in the cold war since high school. And just like <laughs> that time period, because I feel like, they don't talk about it a lot in high school. Uh-huh. Like I feel like you get to world war two and then that's like it, like it kind of yeah. just fizzles There's so out so much to talk about, about world war II Oh yeah. Like world right war two, even like recent ish history. Right. 
of like around like the nineties. I wasn't alive in the nineties really. So I'm like, I don't know, you know, it's which, a wild time, Maddie. It's a wild I'm time. sure, <laughs> but it's like, I, I don't know, stuff like that. That anyway, I just like from 1950, like basically after world war two, when the cold war kind of came about, you know, like that uh-huh. all the way up to now, it's kind of just all very interesting to me yeah. because I mean, it has a large impact on, our world today. And so I find it interesting, but I also just love like Victorian era Europe and like, I've gotten a lot more into like Asian um, history. And so anyway, just lots of different, different things and art history, of course. So that's my biggest, my biggest passion is art history, but all the things. So, yeah. Well, I think that gives plenty of uh, listeners in the ward, uh, (laughs) you know, they'll, they'll grab you though. All those, uh, World War II history buffs. And yeah. You can, oh, you please. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> well, yeah, I would love that. All right. So tell us the Levi story. When did he slide into your DMs, oh, either yeah. literally or metaphorically? <laughs> yeah, no. I, actually, Levi, I did most of the work. I will just say, like, <laughs> Levi, come on. This, it's so fun. It's and he'll so be funny. on, he'll, he'll be able to, you know, rebut anything. Oh, yeah. Say, so. No, he won't, though, because he knows that I'm right. So basically, <laughs> um, we met in our YSA ward um, up in Riverton. I was living at home. Oh, this is such a weird story. Let me think how to. <laughs> so I am living in Riverton, right? I'm from there, living at home. And Levi. After high school. Yeah. Th- well, this is actually. Hmm. So I actually, I lived at home for a while. And then during college and like, so I, I went to college after I graduated. And then, um after like a year, I went back home or I stayed home. I never moved out because I just was not, I did not care about the social part like at all. And so I was just like, I'm going to save money. Like in order to buy a house, you need to basically live with your parents. <laughs> I swear, because it's just like how, I don't know. Anyway, it's just everything's so expensive. And I was like, I'm going to save home, save money, stay home. And so I was going to school and living in Riverton and then I took a break and actually lived in Europe for a little bit, um, teaching English, which was really fun. Oh, wow. And then I came back and was like, okay, I need to like redirect because I, this was at the point of college where I had done all the generals and had gone a, like a little bit more into the history side of stuff. But I, at that point had decided not really into his like teaching history. That was what I was doing initially was, um, my major was history education. And I was like, yeah, I, I kind of decided after living in Europe, I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't think I want to do that. And teaching English there. That's what I was doing was teaching English. And I was like, uh, I don't want to be a teacher. And so I came back and was living with my parents and was like, okay, I need to go finish my degree, but I don't want to be a history teacher. So I'm like, what am I going to do? And so while I was doing that, I was just at home and working and going to the YSA and I loved it. And it was the best. So great. And right before I went back to school, COVID happened. And so I'm like, well, I'm not going to go to school. Like, I'm not going to start right now because COVID's wild. Like, I'll just wait a semester. <laughs> um, and so I was still just figuring stuff out. And that's kind of when I started making art more and selling it and realized at that point that I wanted to study art. Um, based, well, I mean, and from Europe. I mean, you go to Europe and all the art, it's just in the history and like, everything that I loved, right. That was kind of where it all began. So I came back and, or came back, started making art more and selling art and was like, okay, I'm going to go back and study art. 
And so I go back and study art all while I'm still living at home and going to the YSA and making like the best friends I've ever had um, in the YSA. It was so much fun. And then after COVID, um, when the ward opened back up, um, cause I mean, YSAs are just like normal wards. Right. And so we shut down, but we also, I mean, YSA, there was an activity every single night. Right. And so that was like a hard transition of like, now you can't talk to your friends ever. And it's just like, ah, what? Um, I mean, everyone else had that as well, but it was just weird in a YSA ward going from activities like every single day to nothing. Um, and so when they opened back up in like into 2020, like, I think it was like the summer, um, our ward was basically brand new because in YSAs you have so much turnover. Right. And Mm -hmm. so we opened back up and it's basically brand new. And at that point, all of my best friends had like gotten married and moved out. And so I was like starting fresh in a new ward. It felt like, um, and I'm like, okay, I should take dating more seriously. And so I'm like looking around like, okay, who's new? Where are the cute boys? Right. And there were a couple and I'm like, this is fun. And Levi was one of them. And I was like, okay, he's cute. And so I play the long game a lot (laughs) because I'm like, just going to sit back a little bit and like, see if I can like be friends with them first. Right. Just cause I, I feel like that's what a good relationship is based on is like being friends. And so I was like, okay, let's just see if I could be friends with him. And so I, I schemed um, a little bit and I started a come follow me study group um, at the Ochre mountain temple lawn And I invited people just from the ward to like get to know them a little bit. And somehow I I knew Levi's roommate. He like, he knew my friend and he like kind of, he played soccer with my brother growing up. And so I kind of knew him and I'm like, this is perfect. And so I was like, Hey, do you want to come to this study group? And he was like, yeah, I was like, you should bring your roommate. And so he did, (laughs) except for actually he didn't come the first time. And I was like, dang, but the next time he came, but Levi came and he brought a girl and I was like, Ooh, okay. He should have come. I know. I was like, well, okay. And it was like a very small group. So it's basically just me, my friend, this roommate, like one other person and then Levi and this girl. And I'm like, okay, maybe they're not dating. Cause they didn't like, I don't know. I, they didn't seem like they were dating. I was like, okay, that's fine. Um, fast forward a few months and then they started dating and I'm like, okay, see, so I like really wouldn't have had a chance because they basically were going to start dating. I was like, that's fine. And he kind of disappeared from the ward and cause she wasn't in our ward. And so he like went and did all the things with her and whatever, forgot about him, went, dated other people, made a lot of new friends. It was the best, loved it. Um, and then like maybe a year later, no, it wasn't a year later. It was like, nine months later or something I don't know into 2021 Levi starts showing back up and I'm like oh what you doing you know and then and I kind of remember or I did remember him and so we we talked a little bit and um I found out he wasn't dating that person anymore and I was like okay cool um but at that point we were kind of just we were friends right and so summer of 2021 we just hung out like with everyone like just had a good time in the YSA and just we're friends. Um, and then I think, I think it was October. He asked me out on our first date and I was like, yes, this is going somewhere. And I was in for the long, like it took so long. He, and at that point he knew that I liked him, but it still was just, anyway, we dated, we didn't even date for another. I mean, we started dating June of 22 
And so I just really, all my friends were like, give up on him. You're too patient. He's not giving you what you need. And I was like, no, this is worth it. And I know it will be. Uh, cause he's just the best. And like, he was just like my best friend and it was so fun. And I was just always at his place with my friends. We had like a little group of us that all hung out and I'm like, no, it's going to be worth it. And so after a lot of DTRs and a lot of like nights, just like <laughs> what is going on and making him like, I forced him to think about things and tell me what he wanted. It finally happened June of 22 and it was great. Um, and then we dated for a year and got engaged in June of 23 and then married October of 23. So just got married in October and then bought our house, moved into the neighborhood. Yeah. All yeah. at once. It was great. Awesome. So uh, you're in a, in a house then? In the, in we're the in the town home. Oh, the town homes. Yeah. Okay. Town homes. Yeah. We're By just the, north the roundabout. of the roundabout. Yeah. Just north just, of the roundabout. Just north of the roundabout. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Well, well, I'm excited to hear Levi's version yeah, of that, where he was like, great. yeah, I just couldn't convince her. I like ask her out. She'd say no. And I'm just kidding. No, definitely did not happen. <laughs> awesome. Um, so <clears throat> any, anything worth saying, uh, anything else about your, your time in Europe? Uh, what uh, spurred that? Oh yeah. That on. That, that was a big moment um, because that was kind of where, um, I guess before making that decision to get there, I was, everyone kind of thought I was going to serve a mission and that was like kind of my goal. Like I always mm-hmm. thought that's what I would do in middle school when the age change happened. I was in like ninth grade or something. And was I in ninth grade? I don't even remember. I was in middle school. I remember I was in seminary and we talked about it that day. Uh-huh. Um, but I was like, yes, I'm going to go on a mission. And then slowly over the years, it kind of just was like, yeah, I might go on a mission. You know, like it never, it was like, maybe, and then I graduated and I'm like, okay, I'll go to school. Cause I was younger. I graduated when I was 17 cause my birthday is in August anyway. And so I was like, I have like, I have to wait anyway. So I'll just go to school and I'll like think about it. Right. And every time someone like mentioned it to me or I thought about it or prayed about it, I was just like stressed. I was so stressed. I was like, what the heck? Um, because I was so perfectionistic and I was like, no, I should serve a mission. All my friends are serving missions. And like, that's what you do. Right. And so I was just so stressed about it. Cause I'm like, Oh, what am I supposed to do? But I also, um, in Europe, I had had friends that went and taught English, uh, for like a semester is it's like four months. Um, mm-hmm. and so that, and that also was like, so interesting to me and I really wanted to do that. Um, and I was like, well, I don't know. And I felt so much guilt, like wanting to do that more than serve a mission. And I'm like, no, I should want to serve a mission more than, this and whatever anyway. And so that was just a hard decision. Cause I was trying to like decide between the two basically. And I finally got to the point where I'm like, okay, God, I've made my decision and I am going to go teach English and I'm going to go to Poland. It was Poland. Initially. I was like, okay. Um, the organization I went through had just, they said they were opening a new country. And I'm like, if it's Poland, I'm going. Cause I have you know, I'm this World War II history buff and I always wanted to go to Auschwitz. Oh my <laughs> um, goodness, wow. And so I was like, if it's Poland, I'm going because I've wanted to for so long. And it was Poland. And I'm like, okay, well, I have to. And so I told God my plan because I didn't feel like I was getting answers for the mission thing. So I'm like, okay, God, this is my plan. If it's wrong, I'm sure you'll let me know, you know. And so I moved forward with it. It was about a year and a half before I had to leave. I made the decision. I got my passport. Um got the application done and everything. And 
they called me, the organization called me about two months before I was supposed to leave. And they said, Hey, we actually had to close the school in Poland. And I'm like, what? I was just like, so shocked. I was like, um, no, this is my dream. This is supposed to work out, you know? Uh And, and they're like, we do have two other options or two other schools you could go to in different countries if you want to choose between those, or you can like go a different semester or get a refund or whatever. And I was like, okay, well, like, where are they? Cause I was very, I was like, I, I really wanted to go to Europe. Um, and I was like, in my head, they had a couple European places. I was like, if it's Lithuania or if it's Ukraine, I will go. And so they're like, we have a place in Thailand. And I was like, Oh, I can't like, that's not it for me. I will sweat way too much <laughs> and burn. Like I'm the whitest person alive. I will die there. Um, and, and then they're like, the other place is Lithuania. And I'm like, Oh, perfect. I will go to Lithuania, I guess, you know? And it was funny because for a year and a half before Poland, I was so like invested in Poland, like learning everything about the city, learning like where I knew some of the girls teaching there that semester before I left. And so they told me like, um, about living with a host family and where the school was and like where they would go eat. Like I had all the recommendations. I knew I was like so informed (laughs) about Poland. And so when they switched me to Lithuania, I'm like, okay, um, well, I guess I'll just figure it out when I'm there. Cause I just wasn't that invested anymore, which was, it was kind of sad. Like I was still so excited to go to Europe, but I was like, well, I don't know. This just is weird. And I was just very sad because I knew nothing about Lithuania and I'm like, well, it'll be fine. So I go, I show up and, um, I, I also was going like, I didn't know any of the girls I was going with, which a lot of people will go together. And so I was sort of nervous about that. And like, they always talk about like this homesick feeling you'll have. And I'm like, Oh no. Cause I felt that before even like going to girls camp one year, I felt homesick. And so I'm like, Oh no, I'll probably feel homesick. Um, but it's so interesting. Cause like the second I got there, I was like, Oh, this is great. You know? And I think I was the only one in my group that didn't feel homesick at all. Like I just never wanted to go home. Um, and we ended up being able to go to the city in Poland. I was going to be like, I was supposed to live in towards the end of that four months. Um, that was like our last vacation we went on. And cause for me, I'm like, that's the only place I wanted to travel to. I was so dead set. I'm like, guys, we have to go to Poland cause I need to see what I'm missing, you know? And we went and the second we got off the bus and just like walked around, I'm like, I was not supposed to live here, you know? And I just like had this, uh, what's the word confirmation, I guess that like, God knew what he was doing, right? He moved me to go to Lithuania and it was like the best place in the world for me. Like, I swear those are just my people. Like hmm. I was mistaken for a Lithuanian <laughs> so many times. I'm like, oh, this is great, you know? So it's just, it was so, it was just so perfect the way everything worked out. It's just wild to me. I think that was like one of the first times in my life I really like was able to see God actually like maneuver my life in hmm. a specific way. Um, because it often for me, has felt like, like the mission and Lithuania decision where I'm like, I'll just tell God what I'm going to do. And then he'll like, tell me if it's wrong. Like, it doesn't feel like he often tells me what to do. Right. He wants me to just choose. Cause sometimes it doesn't matter. And so that's what it felt like often. And then when I, you know, the whole Lithuania process, it felt like he, he let me make a decision, but he also was like, I'm also going to like make it how it needs to be. Right. Like, I don't know if that makes sense, but it was just, it was just perfect. So it was great. We went to like a bunch of countries and taught a bunch of kids and just 
had the time of my life. It was the best place ever. I don't know. Yeah. But you also learned that you didn't want to be a teacher after that, right? So yeah. That yeah. Helped you along which, your, yeah. Yeah. It was interesting because I, I also did an internship in high school for teaching. And so you'd think, I'm like, I did all these things for teaching and I'm like, yeah, I just don't want it. And so, I mean, I do feel better because sometimes I look back and I'm like, it'd probably be easier to be like a history, not easier, but like get a job easier being a history teacher than like something to do with art. I don't know, you know? And so I'm like, maybe I should have, but I'm glad that I had all those experiences of like, no, you really don't want to be a teacher, you know? Uh So Uh yeah, it was, it was great. A great experience. That's great. Uh, And that sort of, uh, segues into my next question, just about, about your faith and testimony. And, you know, I think just from my day job and the other people I talk to, there's, there's an obvious concern about your demographic when it comes to faith, especially, <laughs> uh, in the church, uh, we're losing a lot of your peers, right. That are they're yeah. losing faith. And, and that's uh, obviously we want as many to feel comfortable and, and feel hope and, you know, in the church. So, I mean, what comes to mind? Anything either related to your faith or from your perspective? Yeah, I think uh, it's so hard because, I mean, I know people that have just walked away. And I remember being in like high school and I had a cousin on a mission that kind of fell away, like came home early and fell away. And I was just like, like, it didn't make sense to me. Like in Mm -hmm. my brain at that point in life, I'm like, no, but like you had a testimony, like how does that just like go away, you know? Uh And so I think over the years, I've like that idea of like, okay, it it makes more sense now, right? When you struggle with things and um, you have more issues and like all these things, it's like, that makes sense that like your testimony dims a little. And if you don't build it up, it's going to eventually go out, you know? And so I think um, it's just this constant, like you have to be all in. That's something my my YSA Bishop that I love anyway, he was like, he was like my dad. I loved him so much, but that was something he was like, you got to be all in like that is, that's your goal, right? It's like, if you're in, you're all in. And so I feel like that's something for me that I, and sometimes, I mean, it's hard to do that sometimes where I even like moving to a new ward and like, it's easy to be like, no, I don't need to get a calling yet. Or I don't need to do ministering yet, you know? And it's just like, I, for me personally, if I'm not all in, I will slowly lose that testimony and Mm -hmm. I will slowly like it'll dim. And so I'm like, well, I'm just going to be all in because that's, I mean, that's where I, where I look back on my life. That's where I've found the most joy too in life is when I've been all in, in the gospel. And so I, I don't know. I just think that's the issue like with people sometimes is that they put in little effort, but expect tons of answers for all their questions, like kids, kids, I'm a kid, I guess, whatever people, <laughs> my age, when they have these questions, they don't put in the effort to like resolve them or get answers. And it's like, I don't know I we went to, before Levi and I were married, we went to like the big YSA conference that the church did um, in the summer. And they had like a bunch of people that did Ted talks or workshops. And we went to one. Did you know I, think, I was one of those? Were you? <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't. There. It's Wait, right. were you a TED Talk? Or were yeah. you, you yeah. were? Uh-huh. Levi, we didn't do any of the TED Talks. Okay. We stayed it's at the right. other end because we were serving at a... Anyway, it's fine. We should have come. That would have been cool. <laughs> but we went to like the... I think his name... Is it Jared Halverson? Is that his yeah. name? Okay. Yeah. We went to his workshop. And I, I remember before we went, I told Levi, I'm like, I just want to go home. Let's just go. It was late. And he's like, let's just go. And it was like 
the most amazing thing ever. He, yeah, it was so great. I was like, Oh my gosh. But I remember him talking about, um, people that fall away and it's like, they are putting so much of their time and effort into like these, um, like non or ex Mormon topics and articles and whatnot. But he says, you ha- he's like, you need to give God that same amount of time that you're giving those things. Right. Cause he mm-hmm. will answer you. Like if whatever you're looking for, you're going to find it, you know? And mm-hmm. so it's like, if you're looking only in those like ex Mormon topics or whatever, it's like, well, that's the only answers you're going to get. Cause that's the only place you're looking. So it's like, you have to give equal time to God. Right. And so I feel like that's kind of something I've been thinking about a lot with um, people I know um, personally that have, started to falter maybe a little bit. Um, it's like, okay, well with whatever you're struggling, you got to give your time to God, right. To help give you answers. Cause if not, it's just gonna, hmm. it's not, he's not going to give you answers if you're not searching for it. So yeah. I don't know. So as we wrap up here, let's, let's make your future self just laugh and smile. And, <laughs> and what I'm, that's because I want to ask you what's, what's going to be, what's going to come in your life. What's, yeah. what's your future look like? What are your ambitions? Oh my. Yeah. Um, that's a good question. <laughs> um, it's funny. Cause I didn't, I feel like I haven't really Levi and I got married and like bought our town home just barely. And so like, that was what was in my head. Right. Yeah. And so now that we're here, I'm like, Oh, haven't really there's, thought there's too much about to, like, to happen, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, haven't thought about the next rest of my life, you know? Um, right. But I, I think generally, like, yes, we would love to have kids at some point in the maybe not near future, but at some point. Uh-huh. Um, and I mean, I think when it comes to like art and job, I, like I said, I, I want to be a mom and I want to be able to just make stuff, you know, that's kind of like my my thing when it comes to art is just creating in general. Like it doesn't even have to be art. I just love to create. Uh, Elder Uchtdorf has a specific, it's in, I, I think it was a talk, but he has a little book called, I think it's the remarkable soul of a woman. I think that's yeah. what it is, but he has a specific part in there that talks about um, two characteristics of God, that he is a creator and that he's compassionate. And so I feel like that is kind of, those are like my favorite things ever, those two things. And so that's kind of what I base my life on in general terms of like, as long as I'm creating things, whether it's art or it's um, healthy relationships or a happy home or creating a testimony that's strengthening, right? Or a garden or anything really, like I believe everyone's a creator and you have that ability. As long as I'm creating, I'm happy. Um, and just connecting with people, which I feel like that is part of the being compassionate, just like having empathy with people and understanding them. And yeah, those are my overarching general, as long as you're doing these things, you're happy. So in the future, yes, I want to create art. Ideally would be great. If not, I'll create a, create other things and it'll be the best. Um, but yeah, I think eventually we'll move at some point. We'll be here for many years, I think, but we'll move at some point and build a home. I think we'll stay in Utah. Maybe we'll move somewhere else. I would love to move somewhere else at some point. Um, But also I think I always want to end up back in Utah because I just love it here. My family's here. So, and his family's here. Um, 
but yeah, I don't, I don't know specifics other than that. <laughs> give give me I just know. one outrageous, like, uh, you're going to be a U.S. Senator. You're going to be, okay. you're going to teach history <clears throat> at Stanford or whatever. Just, yes. Let's just throw it out there. And then in the future, I, you'll either smile or you'll be, look like a genius. True. Yeah. I, and okay, maybe it's not that outrageous, but somewhat outrageous in my brain. I would love to like paint a mural, which in my head sounds outrageous, but like, I don't know, just like one of the big murals they have down in city Creek or something. Like I would love to paint just a big mural, which to me currently sounds terrifying and I don't think I'll ever do it, but I do think I could get to that point where I would do it. Um, so I don't know. That's not like the most outrageous thing in the world, but sort of, I might think that later on. (laughs) All right. We will look for your name on future murals, maybe 2035, 2040. I don't know. Sure. uh, (laughs) I love it. it. Okay. Last question. Oh, well, I wanted to ask uh, first before my last question, if people want to check out your Etsy store, some of your (laughs) art, your Instagram page, where would you send them? Um, It's on creating Madison. So all about creating for me. So it's just creating Madison. On Instagram, creating Madison. On Instagram, it's just creating Madison, and awesome. same for Etsy. But you can, I would do Instagram. It's easier to get to Etsy that way. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, last question I have for you, Maddie, is uh, let's jump into a time machine and go a hundred years into the future, maybe one hundred fifty years since you're okay. so young. But uh, okay. you get out of the time machine and you face your posterity, and you can share with them one message. What would you tell them? Oh wow, that's a good question. <laughs> um. I mean, I think, I think it's just currently, I mean, this is from me currently. It's so hard because I feel like this would change over time, but currently where I'm at, I feel like it's the advice of just to be all in really in the gospel, because for me, that's where I found the most joy is being all in, um, And not worrying so much about being perfect and doing every little thing, right? Like I think, um, as President Nelson puts it, just like sticking to the covenant path, right? Like I think even even back on making the decisions to like between a mission and Lithuania, I was so worried that like, oh no, that one decision is going to take me off if I make the wrong one, you know? And it's like, God has given us agency to do things that make us happy. And I think as long as we are sticking to the covenants we've made and we are working and when, when I say working, I think of just the be all in term of like, you're working for something. Um, as long as you're working on your covenants and trying to stay close to him, that's really all that matters and everything else will just fall into place. And so I think that's just my advice is to follow your covenants and be all in, I guess. (laughs) 